E-S-N-Y. Anonymous podcast, an Elite Sports NY production, recording on Monday evening, January 11th, a little past six o'clock. Rolling as always with my co-host Chip Murphy. Chip, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing well. Um, looking forward to some NBA talk tonight. Uh, we have the Knicks coming on at seven, a rough loss to the Denver Nuggets last night. Um, 10 games under our belt for most of the teams in the association. We figured this would be a good time to talk some early storylines that are kind of, um, you know, in, in most fans' minds at this point. Who better to bring on uh, than friend of the show, friend of us, contributor to the Strickland, just great writer overall, Nets Republic as well, the man, the myth, the legend, Colin Loring. Colin, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? How we doing? Getting a little overwhelmed here by the pooch. Doing very good. Uh, Colin has this very cute dog. Uh, just made an appearance on the podcast as well. Um, Good to be here, guys. Looking forward to it. It's been an interesting start to the season. So, show. Yes, yes, it certainly has. Um, so, I figured this is this would be a probably pretty free flowing conversation. So, I'll open it up to you guys. Where where do we want to start? Um, I know there's some some topics we're all talking about but but what do we want to hit up first chip or colin either either one of you guys have a preference chip kick us off man do me a favor okay i i want to talk about the wizards i mean koc dropped that piece about brad beal today i figure colin you want to talk about that one too since the wizards to be honest with you i've been all over the place today oh you did Uh, well he wrote about brad beal yeah yeah he wrote about brad beal and just trade rumors and stuff and you know brad beal talked about uh, the defense, he said, we can't guard a parked car. So it was, <laughs> I think, partially inspired by that. But, uh, yeah, KOC was, wrote about that and uh, also about Harden. But I want to talk about Beal more than that because the Wizards also lost Thomas Bryant, yeah, for the season. And they weren't looking good on defense, obviously, with him. But, I mean, <laughs> offensively, their offense takes a hit. But they lost him. Russ just got hurt. He's going to be out for a week. He wasn't looking very good before that but now you lose a week of him and Beal playing together Beal's been a monster he had a 60 point game they lost they have been terrible I mean they have I think they're what their point differential they're 21st in point differential uh they're two and eight uh their defense is just as bad last year as it was or just as bad this year as it was last year and they're scoring like we thought they would. But, Colin, what do you think about a Brad Beal trade? Uh, should the Wizards move sooner rather than later? Because, like KOC said in his article, uh, he still doesn't think Brad Beal is available. And teams are – I think the phrasing he used was teams are circling the waters now for Brad Beal because they feel like it's any day now. I feel like – <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like it's been any day now for the Wizards and Bradley Beal for like the last, you know, 18 months. I think if he hasn't asked out yet, he's probably going to ride out his contract. Uh, 
I watched a lot of Wizards games last year. I still don't think that this is worse than the stuff he went through last year. Um, at least because the one thing I think that a lot of people are overlooking is he has people that he's going through it with now. Like they brought in a Russell Westbrook and that's, that's a co-star that they can, at least he has someone he can go and, and, and talk about this stuff with. Whereas last year, you know, he would go to John Wall and John Wall's just sitting on the bench wearing a suit, you know, and it's, at least he's got someone he can have active discussions on how to improve. Uh, and I also think I read today, Chip, that Westbrook's been hurt since training camp. That was what Scott Brooks said. Yeah. So they've been uh, playing him hurt. We've all seen what Westbrook can do when he's healthy, even in a recency sense, like with the Rockets, that stint he had, uh, 30 games stint. I can't remember what it was towards the back half of last season. He was playing really well um, and he was healthy. Then he got COVID came back and disappointed in the playoffs. Uh, but to your point, I mean, the Wizards are second in the league in scoring and a lot of people probably didn't see this coming. They are second in the league in assists per game. Um, so I think a lot of what they're doing, you know, with Westbrook and Beal is working. Uh, but it's just, it's one of those things like this was always going to take time for them to figure out. Uh, two and eight sucks. Uh, I think they've had some close games. And defensively, it's going to suck that they lost Thomas Bryant because he's one of the few things they had going at the rim. Uh, they're averaging, they're allowing 47 and a half points in the paint, which is just about halfway through the league. So not terrible, um, but to overshadow everything else that they're dealing with, they're going to have to get better. And I don't know where you go from here. Uh, I've seen Jan Mahimi. Uh, I thought he had good minutes for them last year and he's still a free agent, a, a familiar face like us signing Taj, you know, in New York. Uh, I don't think that's a terrible idea by any means. Uh, but Bradley Beal, it's just ridiculous, man. I, I almost want him to get traded because I want to see what it would look like if this is like just inflated BS or not. You know, he's averaging 35, five and five, basically. Uh, the team is two and eight, but they're also scoring the second most points and they're tied for second most assists per game. There's a lot of things going right that I think people are overlooking based on their record. Uh, if they can get Westbrook back, he'll help with the rebounding, but it's rim protection that I think is going to be their biggest issue now. Uh I mean, I'm not off the bandwagon yet. I was I was pumped about Westbrook and Beal. I'm going to wait a little bit longer than 10 games, like the uh, Knicks regime last year with Fizdale. I'm going to wait just a little bit longer than 10 games. Yeah, what, with them it was, what, 22? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to ask also because, you know, uh, we had Jack Skolnick on the podcast. Oh, man, um, shout out to Jack. Absolutely, shout out to Jack. We dropped a bunch of knowledge on us for sure. Um, you know, he, it was funny when I, I saw the injury report for Thomas Bryant, uh, the first thing I saw was Jack's Twitter on the TL came up and it was, he said, blow it up. Um, so I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I guess what I want to ask you, Colin is too, do you think, and, you know, we talked with Jack about this too, and, you know, it's no secret that Scott Brooks, at least on some level is probably on the hot seat. Do you think that there's any chance that a, a coaching change can ignite um, whatever ceiling this team has for the 2020, 2021 season. Um, and, uh, you know, and I'm not talking about now, but let's say we give them that, that 20, 22 games that you're talking about before doing anything spicy. Uh, do you think that that is a route to consider or go before, you know, trading, you know, the, the, one of the best players that your franchise has ever seen. That's tricky, man. That, that is so tricky. 
few people have had harder jobs in the NBA recently than Scott Brooks, in my opinion. Uh, he lost John Wall last season, and then they brought in Russell Westbrook, which everybody blew up over the comment where Westbrook's like, oh, you guys are running the same sets. Like, no, it's still, it's still Russell Westbrook, and you still have to incorporate him into an offense with Bradley Beal. Uh, and especially if he truly has been injured since training camp, which I don't doubt because he's the kind of guy that will go out there because he's going to touch every area of the floor no matter how healthy he is. It's just, you know, to what capacity. Uh, Brooks, man, I'm feeling bad for my guy, dude. Okay. I don't know. I Here's my thing. I would be shocked if they did it. Do I think it would actually help? Uh, I don't, I don't want to say no. I don't want to say yes either, but I don't think they're going to do it just simply for the fact that they did bring in, you know, Russ. And I think that him and Beal probably get along to some degree, considering the fact that he's still the head coach now right. you know, after last season. Uh, it's hard. Like when you're dealt a hand as shitty as the wizards for the last two years, if he is like, it'll be victim of circumstance. I don't think it's truly a victim of his own uh, coaching ability. Chip, what do you think about that? Just just kind of the general direction of the Rockets, where you go from here, and uh, if a coaching change can, you know, kind of ignite something in them. I don't think it'll ignite anything in them because, like Colin said, I think Brooks is well-liked, and I think he gets along with the players, so I don't think they'll rally around him being fired. It's not like Jim Boylan being fired in Chicago or something like that. Like, I think they like him. So, and especially with Westbrook, they have such a long history. So I don't think he would be thrilled about it either, obviously. Part of the reason he was excited to go there is because of playing for Scott Brooks again. So, yeah, I don't think it would be help uh, in the short term, but in the long term, it, it's probably a good move because I don't think he's the guy. I mean, we, like you said, we had Jack on and we brought up Scott Brooks when Jack was on and the first thing he did was shake his head and like put his head down. Like, Pretty, I don't doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> and he would know. So, I mean, Scott Brooks clearly is not getting the job done. He's part, he, he may not be like the biggest part of the problem, but he's not the solution. I think it's also a timing thing because anytime you let go of a head coach, you're sending a message. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that they want to do it yet. It's, again, it's 10 games. I'm not going to overreact. It's very possible that they suck, but to let Scott Brooks go 10 games into reuniting with Russell Westbrook, I think is probably a little, uh, a little early. But to me, but to me, it's funny because, and the three of us were on a podcast where we talked about um, whatever hot hot takes and whatnot prior to the beginning of the season. But Colin, if you remember, I feel like when we talked about the Hawks, and it's interesting, everybody was all up and under them, you know, when they started whatever it was, four and two, and they're they're back to five hundred or maybe even under five hundred now at this point. Um, but remember, we talked about the expectations being too high for a Hawks team because of who they brought in, in the off season. And, and listen, I definitely penciled the wizards into the top eight with the addition of Russ. It could just be that, you know, listen, like, like Colin said, they're two and seven, but this was always going to be a process. It was always going to be kind of like, uh, you know, a long-term thing in terms of incorporating him to the offense. And we maybe have to see that develop a little bit more before we make, you know, rash decisions about it. And it could also be that maybe the expectations are a little too high. I don't know. I mean, I think it's reasonable to expect top eight in the East with Beal and Russ. Um, 
but I guess we'll 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 have to wait and see on that one. Yeah, I don't know. It's the season's already so weird. It is. Uh, I don't want to harp on anything I said. That's pretty much all I got. It's 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 very black and white. I don't think there's any gray to it. You know, it's you either give them some run or you don't. But I don't think that this Wizards team, as assembled, is a team that's incapable of making a run. Uh, I was really pumped to see that uh, Denny had a good game when Beal and Westbrook missed. Um, he had, what, 25-5? and five? Yeah, he hit five threes. I think that's promising. I don't think Rui's getting enough uh, run. And then Troy Brown has had some do-not-play coach decisions, which is – I mean, his thing is defense. So I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. And he can also handle the ball pretty well. So if you're missing Westbrook, I'd expect to see him get some more run in the coming days. Yeah. Um, Chip, uh, if uh, another team I wanted to kind of touch on is the Toronto Raptors here. We can obviously go uh, anywhere we want here, but the, uh, the Raps are uh, quite quite an interesting team to me, really at the also down with the Wizards in the bottom of the Eastern Conference, uh, a team with a lot of pedigree, a team with a lot of history of winning. And I certainly had them in my top five in the Eastern Conference. Um, what do you guys think of them so far? What do you think is off? What do you think? Do you think it's another case of, well, hey, listen, this is a team that's got plenty of good players on it. You just got to wait it out. Uh, they have wins against the Sacramento Kings and the Knicks so far. Um, is that it? Do they only have two wins or do they have three? They only have two wins. They only have two wins. Oh, crap. So what do you guys uh, – I, I have a couple things jotted down here, but I want to hear from you guys first a little bit and see kind of what you think on the wraps. Their same problem last year are even more magnified this year. Last year, they couldn't score in the half court either. They were terrible. It just got magnified in the playoffs. They could only score in transition. Right Now this year, they aren't scoring as well in transition because they're not playing elite defense. So they're not getting as many stops, not getting as many turnovers. So they're not scoring in transition like they have in past years. But they didn't score well in the half court last year. So that's not much of a surprise. But now they're not scoring as much in the fast break. But, I mean, Siakam has just been not the guy they thought he was going to be either. So I, I just, I guess there's that, but I, I think Lowry's been Lowry for the most part. Yeah. Van Vliet's been awesome. So I think the idea that they thought Lowry, uh, Lowry, uh, Siakam was going to take the next step and, you know, he's not even the best player on the team. So in my opinion, right now, he's not playing like it, Colin. So I agree. No, I, yeah. I raised my eyebrows because I'm surprised you came to yeah. that conclusion. I agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's I I uh I mean I have, I have Siakam on my fantasy team. I, I've been watching him obviously in, in the beginning of the year. Super concerned. The last week or so, he's he's come around a bit here. I think he's been averaging 24, nine and five. But again, over a, a we, it's the whole thing is a small sample size. But this is even a smaller sample size. Um, but hopefully he is coming around, but that's, that's definitely a big part of it. I mean, in some of the, the Raptors websites that I'm looking at, you know, there, there's some, there's some articles saying that their best center is, I, I don't even know, Chris Boucher, Chris Boucher, yeah. Yeah. you know, they, Chris they signed Boucher. Baines in the off season to kind of continue yeah, he's been, Nick Nurse, yeah. you know, five out disaster and he's been, he's been bad. So, I mean, it's, it's really interesting, man. They're 16th in offense, 19th in defense, 18th in net rating. Dude, 47% so, of their shots are threes. 
That's yeah, crazy. Man. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. That's a crazy high number. It yeah. is. It is. Um, I it mean, it sounds like they're a middle of the pack team who just can't finish. I think, I think that could be it. I, I think that maybe, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold to this yet. I still, I still want to believe that my top five prediction um, is good. And, and I think it's, I don't, I don't think ways to go. Yeah, they mm-hmm. do. They do Colin, but it, it, I think, I think they'll get there, but it could very well be that this is a middle of the pack team that it's just the front office may have to start thinking about how do we uh, restart this trade for James Harden. I was thinking the same thing, Jeff Duncan, <laughs> the Duncan Smith move. Hey, Chip, I was actually on that first, buddy. I got, why are you on that first? I got that. I was on that first. Right? <laughs> uh, as long always, as they don't trade Kyle Lowry. I mean, that would be, well, he's not going back to Houston. It was always about how the league views OG, but yeah, middle of the pack team that can't finish. And at the end of the day, that just comes down to Pascal because he is the guy. He is the guy they're going to give the ball in those late game situations. But I'm not sure what made them think that he was going to take another step based on what I saw last season. Um, and also, I know for a fact they are really missing Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka right now. Both of them. I don't even want to say one over the other because they offer so many different things. Uh, losing those guys was and will be huge for the rest of this season. I didn't look at the numbers, but I'd just be willing to bet that they're getting murdered on rebounds every night. Like what size do they have down, down low? I mean, like, like really what, what, what size do they even have down they're there? They're 24th in defensive rebounding percentage. That's pretty I mean, bad. It's, you know, they're 22nd in rebounds overall. And I yeah. bet you offensive, it's only worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, about 16th. Either way. Still middle of the pack, kind of. But, yeah, rebounds are definitely an issue. Um, and I, what do you even do? You know? I, don't, I that, mean, they could make a trade. I mean, I don't know who for, though. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I just feel like if this is – well, you know, that's a – to me, that's a I, – I don't know. I, I don't know how much the, the fan base factors in to a team's – um, kind of like pressure gauge when they make a, a, a move or not. But I don't know that – and I know that Toronto is a rabid fan base. I don't know that they're a particularly impatient fan base. They love their team. This is a team that's had a lot of recent success. They've been good for a while. Jack, and- this is going to be a, a streak that's going to be broken if they don't get it together. Seven I, straight seasons I, with 50 or more wins. I they just that. won a championship. I get yeah. that. But I think they should be satisfied. But I think, but my whole thing is, I would not make a trade for the sake of this season. That's just me. Because isn't this Lowry's last year on his deal or no? Chip, I, I think you. I think it him. is. Yeah, it is. He's unrestricted. Yeah. And you know who else right. is so, not signed? Is Masai Ujiri. Okay, that that's interesting. That's very interesting. It's not interesting for us anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was listening hey. to, uh, I think it was Windhorse talking about it, and it's like why would he make a trade like a blockbuster like he did with Kawhi if he's not even guaranteed, you know, wow. at the same time, it's, it's wow. easy to be like, Oh, we'll give you four future first, you know, but at the same time, like his future isn't even, you know, cemented. Maury did it. Maury went out like that. <laughs> Maury went out like that. Um, yeah. But that's what, that's what I'm saying though. I just feel like why, why do anything drastic? Um, you know, I, I listen. Besides the first week of the season, when people were 
um, just praising Malachi Flynn. I haven't heard too much about him since, but they oh, have some, he needs time. Yeah, of course. But I, I listen. I like what they have there, and I, I think you you ceremoniously, you know, you you let Kyle Lowry either go to another team or or whatever he wants to do, and then I don't know what Ujiri is going to do, and you just kind of retool and and reevaluate. I think that's what you have to do, and you just have to look and how are you going to transition into the next stage of this franchise? Like that's what this season should be about to me, but I don't know. It doesn't even have to be a rebuild though. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It They've doesn't. got Van Vliet and, and Siakam locked in. Right. I mean, that's, that's probably, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that's probably 25, 30 wins. You got to get some more guys around them though. Yeah. No, you do. You do. Cash in on Lowry. I mean, that's, that would be my biggest thing. Somebody's going to have point guard trouble at the, at the trade deadline. Just cash in. Yeah. Um, Chip, which, uh, if, if we want to stay on the Raptors, I'm good with that. Was there, uh, another spot you wanted to go? I, I, I had some things down here about the Suns, but is there, um, another place you wanted to go? No, no. I mean, just the Kyle Lowry thing. I, I don't think they should give up on Kyle Lowry, but I don't think they should trade him. He's an but, free agent. I don't know yeah. Yeah. I, I'd bring him back if I were them, yeah. but, uh, no, I, I want to talk about the Suns too. I'm with you on that. Um, all can right. we just can we just give a quick shout out? The only other team in the NBA with two wins is the Detroit Pistons. Jeremy Grant is a man possessed. Yeah, this dude is balling. Only one game this year has he not put up twenty points. He had thirty-one and ten in their win over the Suns. Like, just an ode to to believing in yourself. I don't care if the Pistons win fifteen games; he's going to have the numbers to back up leaving to uh, Denver. And, and getting that payday. I mean, Colin, that's a really good point. Like, I would never have seen this coming. I was um, shocked, too. Yeah, this I, isn't I, anything I anticipated. No, I he love, couldn't score in college. I, I was shocked that he was putting up numbers like this. I love Jeremy Grant, the player, um, especially what he brings to a good team. Uh, but this, this, is, this is pretty impressive. Uh, I can't remember the last time a guy – you know, kind of like a, you know, a little bit of an above average role player, if you want to say, just kind of went to a team, bet on himself, maybe, maybe went for um, money or just wanted to, to have a different carve out a different niche in, a, in another place and, and really just turned it up. You know who I'm um, thinking of? <laughs> who did the opposite? I'm sorry. It's just where my brain goes. Batum? Like, almost like a fucking 180, right? Yeah. That is Batum true. essentially made the same gamble at a little bit older and completely crapped the bed. Right. But good for Jeremy Grant. Again, just like shout out, man. He bet on himself and, and he's getting buckets and he's uh, he gets to do what he loves every day. He does. But it's different, yeah. the Batum thing, because Grant could have stayed in Denver and still gotten paid the exact same amount of money. So he really was like, took a risk. I guess. It's hard yeah. to, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I think a lot of times it's easy to make assumptions. Well, didn't he say that they offered him the same money? I don't know. You may know better than I do. I thought he did. I guess it was just widely reported or whatever. But, yeah, he's been amazing. I mean, shocking. The One of the shocks of the year so far, him and Christian Wood. Yeah. yeah. Not, not shocking. Chris Paul and the Suns are having a good time. Jeff, Holy shit. 
I was going to say, in other news, the Phoenix Suns are really good at basketball. And I'm just going really, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna to really quickly just take myself uh, to the woodshed here because I got on um, our, our lovely podcast here with Chip. And I'm not really sure what type of strain of, of marijuana I was smoking that day. Um, but I, I spoke into a Mac, uh, a, micro, a MacBook Air microphone here and, uh, and said that the Phoenix Suns would not be in the top eight in the Western Conference. Yeah, you did say that. And I'm, I'm really, really, really... You know, I listen. I, I haven't. I, I'd say, like in my my general takes, the ratio. I'd say I'm like usually seventy thirty, pretty positive for the most part. Um, that's that's like one of the worst I've probably ever said. And I remember when when I when we got off, I think I was texting with Chip, and I was like, Ah, man, I was like that Phoenix Suns one is really gonna bite me. Like I don't I, that one sucked. Like I don't know about it, but but um, was just looking at a couple of stats here. First off, and, and I know all three of us are, are Knicks guys, and I'm not bringing this up just to rehash this shit like over and over again, but Macau Bridge is scoring 34 fucking points. And, you know, the Suns are 2-0 and when he scores 20-plus points. Uh, like, it just kills me to watch. Not kills me, but it, it does piss me off to watch it a little bit. Cam Johnson's playing really well. Chris Paul literally called Mikhail Bridges like one of the best guys he's ever been around in the league. Um, they they got some good shit going on, and and Chris Paul, guess what, is shooting twenty nine percent from three, and the Suns are seven and three. And Devin, I didn't realize that That's... Devin Booker Devin Booker's playing great defense, and and these guys are killing it right now. So I I, I open the floor with that. I just real quick, and I'm just gonna let Chip jump in. That's all I gotta say. You come face-to-face with your delusions as a Knicks fan. When I hear you say this about Bridges, and don't take it for it being Bridges. All I take it for is that could have been Kevin Knox this year. All right? We should have had Chris Paul. We should have had him. He was right there. (laughs) He was right there. I like where you went with that. He was right there. I really like where you went with that. I'm just – I don't care how the season shakes out, and I'm very pleasantly surprised, obviously, but we could have had Chris Paul, man. I'm never – I don't know if I'll ever get over it. Yeah, but Colin, what if he gets hurt this year and misses like 30 games? It'll always be worth the dice roll, baby. I was born a gambling man. I know. What if Chris Paul gets hurt and misses 30 games? Is that – that chip. I mean, not getting any younger. Still worth it. I'm 100% with Colin. Still totally worth <laughs> it. I mean, 100% chip, worth thoughts it. on the Suns? Thoughts on the Suns. Yeah, that the the Mikael Bridges thing, the what hurt more than his 34 point game was Chris Paul saying such good things about him that we yes. missed out on a guy that Chris Paul likes. I can't yes. believe that that hurts. But uh, the Suns yet yeah, third in point differential, seven and three, uh, fifth in points scored per possession, per 100 possessions and sixth in points allowed per 100 possessions. They're awesome. Yeah, they're playing great right now. Um, they're playing out of their shooting the ball out of their minds, fourth and effective field goal percentage. And Chris Paul hasn't even shot the three well yet. And they're still fourth and effective field goal percentage. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, it's exactly. Coming. It's, it's coming. coming. Of course. Exactly. It's coming. Chris Paul is uh, in the 42nd percentile in points per shot attempt. And they're still seven and three. So Chris Paul hasn't even started playing well. 
for him shooting the ball well, whatever. And they're still seven and three. So think about when he gets right. This team is going to be really dangerous. Is, and, is and Jeff did in? not have the is Fizdale coming? Is he coming in to get him right? Is that <laughs> what I heard? Is Fizdale? Yeah. Chip said uh, Chris Paul's going to get right. I was just wondering who's going to help him do that. <laughs> That's all. I think I don't think Chris Paul needs anybody's help. I think he's shooting himself into. Yeah. I think he's going to be Chris Paul by the It'll time. happen. Yeah. This is probably the biggest like. Yeah. The meaningful games, Chris Paul will be Chris Paul, and wow. I'm and so if he's not. Devin Booker's right behind him, bro. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. Man. It's true. It really I, I thought they were going to be a top four, top five seed at worst, but I did not think they were going to be this good this fast. Yeah. I mean, just having Chris Paul there has clearly meant something because yeah. it's gotten the best out of Bridges and Johnson. And like you said about Booker's defense, he's been improved. Eaton's been improved. God, I could you have ever imagined that group being a top, 10 defense after what they look like. I was surprised to even guys. hear that though. Yeah. Well, uh, but here's the, here's the other piece of this conversation. Uh, we don't have to go too much longer on the Suns, but what I'm also thinking about this is, yo, if, if the Suns end up with, let's just say, you know, you gotta, you gotta turn down the ratio a little bit because it's a 72 game season. If, if they end up with like, 52, 53 wins, something like that, and, you know, uh, get past the first round. Yo, what, where, where are we going to say Chris Paul ends up in the 50 greatest players of all time? Because he not only was he doing wild and amazing shit before he got to the Thunder and the Suns, but he brought franchises that were objectively bad and – made them playoff teams. Like, I, I mean, this guy, I just, I just feel like he might be, I mean, is he the best player to never win a championship? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, like, here's the thing. And I'm a massive, you know, Allen Iverson fan guy. He's literally the guy that got me into basketball. But when we start talking about top 50 greatest players of all time like he might be the one guy without a chip that is going to be super high i think because of what he's done with these franchises what do you guys say to that it just all hurts man it's just all <laughs> pain bro <laughs> i got it's nothing this, man i'm i'm up at 3 a.m i'm up at 3 a.m texting chris paul bro that's my pains, guilty confession this pains me yeah you this know? pains me you, you yeah. up bro you know uh it's very likely he's going to finish in that conversation, which is unfortunate. He deserves it. I think uh, more, more than a lot of people. Uh, at this point, I just want to see him run it back. Can we send him to the magic next year? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling this is Colin's next um, article for the Strickland. And I think it's going to be, it's going to, it's not going to be that title, but it's going to be something like we almost had him. And like, he's going to be like writing to all the Knicks fans over the summer that were like, no, we can't give up this much for bro. Right. Oh, fuck <laughs> them. All the no Kevin Knox for Chris Paul fans. Whoa. Look, yeah. uh, <laughs> okay, I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. I'm a big KK guy. Whatever. Uh, Not, okay. you know what I, you know what I mean? No, I get it. And you know what I mean? Thank you for that idea, Jeff. I'm going to send that to the editor over there and see if I, I think you're going to with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I'll be interested to see. I mean, where does it stop though? You know, it's, we have to see it sustained. If they played at this level for what it's worth, Jeff, they would win 50 games. That's sustained on a 72 game season. I mean, so you think worst case scenario, they probably win 40. That's their, that's their base. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Worst case scenario for sure. 40 and 32. Um, Wow. It's Uh, nuts. Chip, do you have anything on the Suns? Because I wanted to talk about a point guard that's doing pretty well with a young team. What point guard is that? Uh, he's another Hall of Famer, uh, but adverse to Senior Paul. He has three championships, uh, and his name is Stephen Curry. <laughs> oh, yes. The Golden State Warriors have won four of their last five games. That's not including his 62-point explosion. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but is he better than Damian Lillard? That's the most important question. Yeah. Next, <laughs> next podcast. Yeah. What do I got here? Two of those games are against the Raptors and the Clippers, which say what you want about the Raptors, but I think we all came to the conclusion they're a middle-of-the-pack team, and they've got a lot of uh, personnel from their 50-plus win season last year. They also beat the Clippers. Shout-out to my man, oh my Andrew Wiggins. Defense. Defense, man. He had Kawhi Leonard clamped up, dude. This is the Wiggins I've been waiting to see. Oh, God. 17.8 points, 3.6 rebounds, 3 assists, 50% from the field, 36% from deep. We'll take it. 2.4 turnovers. It happens. We'll get there. But I thought Steph would make him better. I thought Steph and Draymond would make him better. And I think it's starting to come together a little bit. The Warriors are not going to be a top four team in the West, but it is not going to be rolling there. In the, in the wise words of uh, Marcus Morris, they're not going to come in here expecting a win. You know, these guys are dogs, man. <laughs> they're holding down the Warriors arena. Uh, I think, I think, listen, actually, I, I uh, you know, I had the Warriors top five, and then I, I think I also said that Kerr was going to win coach of the week, or he was my dark horse candidate for coach of I the week. I don't hate that either, though, even now. But that's the thing. I think I think that's still in play, and I, I think that's, uh, um, I don't want to say a likely possibility, but I don't think Ubre is going to play as bad as he did to start the season. That he's I forgot about that out. as well. Yeah, he's, he's um, had a rough start. You know, and and, uh, and I like Pascal's talent. Um, dude, and Steph Curry's fucking Steph Curry, man. You can't count out a team with him on there. You just can't. I mean, um, he is he is the Michael Jordan, I took that personally, meme. I mean, that, that literally is him. <laughs> like, dude, people have been talking smack. And he played four games last year. This was his opportunity to get out there and light it up again. Yeah. And I don't care how the rest of the season shapes up. I, I've been, I've seen enough to know that Steph Curry is still Steph Curry. It's true. Chip, anything on the Warriors? No, I agree. I think Steph Curry is still Steph Curry. Obviously, he proved it when he uh, beat the when he came back on the Clippers like that, and even before that, he's been amazing. I think it's it was hilarious how they got blown out by the Nets, and I started seeing tweets about how Steve Kerr was using Steph. Uh, incorrectly and he needed to use Steph in a different way or whatever. It was like people were turning on the Warriors so quickly and saying the Warriors were going to be a lottery team and all these tweets about how they needed to tank for Cade Cunningham, whatever it was just so fast. And 
Yeah, I think the Warriors are still going to be a top five, top four seed. Trolls. I don't, I don't, All of those people, trolls. Yeah, I have ultimate Twitter confidence. Twitter is a dark place. Yeah. I have ultimate Twitter confidence is a dark place. Yeah, in Twitter Steph is a Curry. Really dark place. Especially when it comes to NBA Twitter. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Warriors are fun. Draymond needs to find his shot. He is shooting probably the worst he ever has. But similar to Chris Paul, I just don't bank on it continuing. So Draymond finds his shot, and I think that they're also – they're a team that I could see as long as they're in the playoffs, like that's a good buyout market destination because you're going to get your touches because you're going to come off the bench and their bench is, you know, Pascal and Toscano Anderson. And do they still have Chris? Is Marquise Chris still playing? Yeah, he is. I think I can't remember who's star or who's uh, behind Wiseman, uh, but you're going to get your touches. So that's, I feel like that's going to be a buyout market destination. And I also don't think that they're, if they're in the playoffs, they have that first round pick from Minnesota. And they've got Kelly Oubre's salary. I'm just throwing it out there. They could probably get a player better than Kelly Oubre. Like James Harden? No, not James Harden. <laughs> I think that would be interesting uh, to see how that plays out. Um, one more uh, before we head out. And, and Colin, let me know, let us know if 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 you got a role. But I was just gonna hit on I'm perfect. Lamelo Ball, real quick. Uh, I got Hornet stuff too. Let's yeah, I was just gonna say because because playing the Knicks tonight, a they're the next double. victim. That's all it is. <laughs> a triple double at the age of nineteen years uh, of age, nine from ten for the field. Uh, people were concerned about his shot. He's shooting forty percent, forty three percent from the field, thirty five from three. Uh, this kid, as he said after his triple double, he's been doing this since the age of three. Um, coming off the bench still right now, we'll see how much longer that lasts, but I am pumped to watch LaMelo ball tonight as a Nick fan, just to see, um, what this guy can do on the court. What about you guys? What have you seen from so, so far red or, or what are you interested to see tonight with LaMelo? Shit. This is all you, man. Go ahead. Colin, you, you wanted to talk about him. Go ahead. I love LaMelo. My hot take is that he's still going to be on the bench for another 15 or 20 games minimum. Okay. Rozier is playing well. He's starting, correct? Am I, am I missing? Yes. yes. No, he is. Yeah. Who's the backcourt? It's Rozier. Devontae. And yeah. Devontae. I don't know who you start LaMelo over, but I had made a comment, and it's it probably falls into the gray area with whether it was correct or incorrect, hot take, cold take. The rumors of the trade for Julius Randle and, and Dennis Smith Jr. for whatever the package was, you know, to get Terry Rozier to New York that they had supposedly discussed, you know, according to sources or whatever. I didn't think it was a bad idea. Uh, Terry Rozier can get buckets. And I mean, that's, you know, it's he's a different version of himself than he was in Boston, but he's still averaging 20 points you know, but shooting almost 50% from the field and over 40% from three. If you're telling me that's a guy that the Knicks couldn't use right now, you're incredibly mistaken. Uh, Flowers, flowers for Terry Rozier. My man went to Charlotte. He's doing okay. Uh, I wonder, you know, how that influences their decision to keep LaMelo on the bench. Uh, And also Hayward. Hayward is okay. He's playing very well right now. Hayward is okay. I feel like he's playing the same role he played in Boston, but he's got a personnel that better supports that role. 
I think Does that makes sense. What is he? He's 21 a game. Is he 40% from three right now? I think I've got Hayward down as I, I don't have a shooting numbers, but he's at, he's averaging 27 and a half over the last three, which they've won three straight. Yeah. Okay. That's Atlanta twice in new Orleans. They will unfortunately lose tonight again, folks. This is before the next game for what it's worth. Uh, but we'll see. I I'll say this. I mean, um, I also agree that, that Terry Rozier has been playing way better than people thought he would, especially when he got the contract in Charlotte. Uh, I, I, I think I was definitely questioning that, but uh, he shut a lot of people up because a lot of people thought that that was a bad contract. A lot of people thought that he was a product of Boston system, Ainge, whatever you want to call it. The dude has shot better than people thought he would. Uh, he's just been a better player. And that's on him, um, which has been great. I would not trade Julius Randle for him. Not now. Um, oh, okay, okay. I thought um, – no, 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 no. I got you. At I the time you. of the trade deadline, it made you. more sense than, I mean, anything. Right. Now? Oh, no, no, no. I need three first-round picks minimum. <laughs> that's right. Tell him, Colin. Listen, we're, we're out here fleecing people. Uh, Leon Rose is, is, is doing God's work out here, so – we, he'll, he'll be all right. Um, Chip, anything uh, from, from you on LaMelo before we kind of wrap up here? Yeah, I like what I've seen from LaMelo. I think eventually he'll be in the starting lineup. I mean, Devontae Graham's been just absolutely one of the worst players in the NBA. He has not year. been good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I so. I don't even know what the what reason would that would be. I mean, he was – he literally – Oh no, he didn't win, but he should have won most improved player. Yeah. I mean, he was he went from like barely playing to having like a total breakout season last year. Right. But he shot mostly most of his makes were from 3, and this year he's 30% from 3. So he's just not making his threes. Last year he didn't make it's his ugly. twos either. Yeah. Yeah. It's ugly. 27% overall. So it's ugly. He's one of the only players to like have uh, more attempts than points. It's bad. But, uh, yeah, I think eventually he'll be in the starting lineup. And I, I agree with Colin. Rozier has been a lot better than people give him credit for. And Charlotte is, I guess, kind of a surprise team, depending on what you thought of them at 5-5. Five and five, They just beat Atlanta. Twice. Uh, yeah, they beat Atlanta twice. And, I don't know, I, I wouldn't be if, – if Hayward stays healthy, which he is capable of continuing to play like this. Right now he's right. shooting at 48%. 38% from three. If he is able to stay healthy with the way that East is shaping up, obviously Orlando is out of the playoff picture. We don't know what's going to happen with Washington. I think they can make a run at that final spot. They look a lot better than, I mean, than I thought they would anyway. I mean, are you saying over the Knicks? I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to track. Well, I'm along not... with the Knicks. No, I'll say, listen, Colin, I'll say it. Uh, you know, can we just would, give some flowers to the Knicks? I would take the Hornets to to uh, if if we if they're going to push for a playoff spot, I like their starting five uh, better than ours, and I and I would I would definitely take the Hornets over the Knicks right now. Today. I don't think it's a hot take. No, that's um, you know I just dude PJ Washington's nice. They have Lamelo, Washington, and Rozier. I, I like that three better than. Our, our best three right now. Soon, soon as LaMelo pushes for that starting spot, it's going to be Dennis Smith Jr. and a Dallas first for Rozier. Just calling it right now. 
Uh, Done. As soon as LeVar gets into the mix, she more gets likely Malik up. Monk. More <laughs> likely Malik Monk. We can have both. Yeah. We can have both, I guess. Um, all right, guys. We, we got game time coming up here. Um, Colin, anything you're working on for Nets Republic or the Strickland right now that, that we can be on the lookout for in the near future? Yeah, actually, I'm glad you asked. I got, I got something fun coming on Julius Randle. Uh, it'll be out uh, today's Monday still. It'll either be out end of the week or early next week. I got something I, fun coming. I uh, also an interesting have, perspective. I also have a Julius Randle article coming out. It should be coming out tomorrow. I'm with so, it. Uh, so we'll see. It, uh, it'll be interesting for sure. Shout out to Quivers. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Quivers indeed. That's what I got. Chris Percyinen. I'm yeah. telling you, my he, guy. He did. KP, yeah. the real KP. The real KP. I like it. I like it. We we got to have him on again. And, uh, and I didn't know that's what you said. Um, Colin, as always, man, a pleasure. Enjoy the game. We'll be on, on lookout for uh, your social, your, your hot takes on social tonight with the Strickland. Please follow them, of course. Uh, from Chip and I, we hope everybody is staying safe. And we will talk to you guys soon.